We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NBA Most Valuable Player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Nice jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Eurostep Podcast Network and, of course, the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, and I am joined, as always, by the well-lit, in a couple different senses, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing well. I have lighting. <laughs> and? <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm going to say okay. about that. Uh, doing well. Thought we'd switch it up a bit. If you're listening to this, make sure you're subscribed. We're going to oh. do this up top now. Oh. I'm just going to say it. Oh. Yeah. Make okay. sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube if you're watching it on YouTube. Subscribe to the Substack, gspn.substack.com. Just make sure make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you check out all the content. I don't, we usually do this at the end, but it's like, I don't know if you guys are all sticking to the end. So oh, of course, of course, 100% of people who tune in are listening intently all the way through, Rohan. Don't be silly. As we record right after the Bucks beat the Lakers. I figured it was going to be a beat down. It's just a beat. Uh, 109-102 at Fiserv. Starting off the homestand with a W. Speaking of Ws, do you want a W in your life? Are you a college student or maybe somebody else who is a listener to Eurostep Podcast Network and looking to get involved a little bit? We're interested in adding some sort of an intern, producer, kind of social media video role. It's it's pretty I, – I, there's a word I'm not thinking of, but it's pretty open right now. I think we're willing to work with people. So if you have experience editing videos and clips, if you're a listener who would enjoy doing something like that and discussing that with us, send an email to Eurosteppod at gmail.com. We'll figure out – maybe we can work this as an internship. If you're going to college, maybe we'll figure out something else. But an exciting opportunity if you want to get involved with the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm biased, obviously, but I feel like we're pretty fun to work with. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a, it's a fun opportunity, so you can get involved. It's, it works for everyone involved. Uh, just if you're interested, just let us know. We'll figure something out. I'm a little bit of a diva, but Rohan is great to work with. Okay, <laughs> I think that's enough plugs. Go check out all the stuff. Rohan and I both dipped the pen this week for the Substack, so check all of that out. But Bucks Lakers, this is the first Bucks game in a few days now. Um, I, there's nowhere else to start but Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I was thinking about B 
being sarcastic and saying a totally random name. You know, why was Yorgos active and Sandro Mamukelashvili wasn't? No, no, no. Let's just get right to Giannis. 47 points on 23 attempted shots for the Greek freak. Rohan, He, uh, we've, we've used this phrase before, but I think it bears repeating. This was another best-in-the-world case game from Giannis. It was, and it came at a time where it was kind of needed. In, in terms of, like, MVP or whatever you want to say, it's however many jokes we make about narrative voters and stuff like that. Shout out to specific someone. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it is part of it. There is narrative as a part of it. And you have to insert yourself into the narrative as soon as you can. So the story just continues to build and build. Otherwise, you just get left in the pack, left in the dust. Giannis was, even though he's been absolutely incredible this season, absolutely incredible. It's just he hasn't had that super marquee game where it's just like, oh, my goodness, this guy is unstoppable, absolutely unstoppable. And there was no better opportunity for him to do so against uh, against the Los Angeles Lakers on ESPN, uh, who were, you know, obviously missing LeBron James. But they had apparently one of the greatest power forwards of all time. And Anthony Davis, one of the greatest uh, final 75 player, top 75 75 player player of all time, Anthony Davis. Uh, going up against him, better defender than Giannis, better scorer, more skilled than Giannis. Deeper bag, tired. way deeper bag. That's oh, even... yeah. Yeah, more impactful defensively. If you stuck him on the Bucks in 2019, that team's making the finals, no doubt about it. Mind, uh, AD knows how to make players better. Shout out Rich Paul. Oh, God, he's going to find this. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, um, hey. He only scored two and a half times fewer points than Giannis in this No, no, game. no, no, no. Not just that time. Not just that no. time. Okay. In the first half, Giannis outscored AD for the entire game. <laughs> in the second half, Giannis outscored AD for the entire game. He Did he have him in the first quarter? He might have. He might have had him in the first quarter. I don't have the quarter-by-quarter quarter stats in front of me right now. It, it was but, uh, one of those games for Giannis, man. He was absolutely He had 17 in the first quarter. So AD had 18 for the entire game. So close. Giannis, three for four from deep. Giannis loves to hit threes against the Lakers. I tweeted the crown video at one point where he put the crown on that game, I think, in L.A. a couple years back. but It was in Milwaukee. No, it was in Milwaukee. Thank you. Um, Eight for 11 from free throw, too. Like, Giannis was wholly locked in, added nine rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block to his 47 points. I mean, when you're 18 for 23 from the field, you know you're just a dominant force. Like, that's... It's so rare to have 20-plus shots and miss that few unless you're – and this is not even a shot, but unless you're like Clint Capella, right? Like if you're prime DeAndre Jordan just catching lobs, that's one thing. But Giannis has that kind of efficiency as a primary scorer, a superstar. Like it is unheard of to be this efficient. Giannis, I believe this is still true. I'm almost positive. Giannis around the rim – is a shot is even more efficient than Steph Curry from three. I'm pretty sure that's true just because the rate it of It was the case during his MVP years. I would have to double check, but I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Well, like prime Giannis, probably not all career. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but just because he's that efficient. Like obviously Steph's are worth an extra one, but Giannis just converts so many when he's attacking the rim. I mean, listen, in the first quarter, at one point he goes through Carmelo like nothing. And it's like, okay, of course, like, Obviously, he does that. Goes through, you know, Dwight Howard, 
DeAndre Jordan. It's like, yeah, of course. I mean, these guys are are washed as, I don't know, tube socks. Obviously, he's going to go through those guys. Like, it's nothing. He starts doing it to Anthony Davis, who's supposedly gotten robbed of DPOIs or whatever because of Giannis. Listen, you watch this game. You're not voting AD for anything this year. That's it's not, not even this game. It's not even this game. Who was it? I think it was the Thunder. The Thunder were hunting AD. Matt Moore. Matt Moore, HP Basketball, tweeted their defense, even at the rim specifically, has been like 10 points worse. 10 percentage points, like shots at the rim, are going in 10% of the time more against AD than against the other guys on the Lakers. Let me reiterate, the other guys on the Lakers are Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan, who was so washed, the Nets were just like, no, like you're not even going to – no, you're done. You're done. Early. Early. And I saw after the game, AD says to somebody, a reporter, we need our big wings back. LeBron and Trevor Ariza. Their answer is Trevor Ariza. I'm sorry. This is a Bucks pod. We should get back to Giannis. If your answer is Trevor Ariza, you are asking the wrong questions. Oh, that's a bar. That's a bar. That's a, it's what we talked about with the Miami series last year. Oh man, who's going to guard you out? Oh, it's Trevor Ariza. No, Trevor Ariza is going to do things to you out. He's you're locking done. him up. He's locking him up. He's not stopping him. He's this year's version of Jay Crowder, Trevor Ariza. Oh my God, Andy can actually. Shoot. What are you talking about? Come on. It's it's like I, I feel like pro Lakers discourse tried to just talk around the fact that a lot of their roster just stinks. And it turns out it's pretty hard to win basketball games when a lot of the roster stinks. The Bucks have learned this all too well in previous weeks. They're, a lot of their roster doesn't stink, but a lot of the good players have been out. They've had to play a lot of the guys who do, you know, not passing the sniff test, we'll say, to be polite to the home team guys. But, you know, when your rotation has guys like Wayne Ellington, Rondo, who actually played pretty well, I might take the L on Malik Monk, who does not look like the game-changing player. I thought number one on be. your free agency. Yeah, board, he was. Way. I mean, listen, George Hill has not been a world beater either, but uh, I think I'll take him. Kent Bazemore, DeAndre Jordan, Austin Reeves is missing time, and they're like, oh, it's, it hurts. They're him. like, oh my god, Austin Reeves. I, I can't believe I never just, heard of Austin Reeves. <laughs> they just manufactured another Caruso. It's ridiculous. They lose Caruso. I thought that was going to be Mac McClung. No, I think. I think he is bad, but yeah, he might. He's yeah, bad. <laughs> I think he's bad. But Austin Reeves, like they were just like Caruso. We can't pay Caruso. We're going to be as cheap as the Bucks. Okay, we'll just make another one. Must be nice. But okay, enough Lakers. Seven hundred million dollars, but no, it technically it's a different company. It's, it's a different company. Yeah, it's a different yeah. Um, wait, one more Lakers thing. Taylor Horton Tucker. Taylor Horton Tucker is good. No, this is like nice to the Lakers thing. Tht. I feel like there is a natural inclination to dislike him for reasons that are beyond his control, much the same as Alex Caruso back in the heyday of Bleacher Report and 2K making Pink Diamond Caruso cards and all this stuff. Like, THT, it's not his fault. He did not choose to go to the Lakers. I'm sure he likes it, but it wasn't – he didn't choose that. I don't think he's sending texts to – ESPN to post his highlights. I think if you could do that, that'd be just too many highlights. He's good. He can play. At least he was really good in this game. He impressed me. I was pretty low on him coming in. That kid can play. But otherwise, Lakers, not a great showing. This was a good Westbrook game for them. Westbrook looks like he's selling all the time. I don't 
I don't get the Westbrook thing. Fifteen assists. Two max players, by the way, and they're worthless without LeBron. I can't remember who tweeted that, but uh, I think it was. It might have been Jabari Davis. I think who tweeted that that the two max players on the on the Lakers and they're worthless without LeBron with Westbrook and AD. Fifteen assists. Tough scene. Fifteen assists, and it was just this was one of his best games as a Laker. Isn't that wild? I didn't think he was all that good, but it was one of his best games as a Laker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a low bar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Did you see the one play where he tried to take George Hill? Uh, Is that where he just like he, pounded the ball when it was laying on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. And then just turned it over. It's, it was great. It is in his nature to pound the ball. This was 19 and 15 assists. Only four rebounds, which he must be pissed right now. He could have had a 15-15-15 game. But only three turnovers. He only missed nine shots, which is really good for Russ. Like, this was a very positive Russell Westbrook game. And they kind of wasted it. I mean, that's what happens when you run into the run into the Bucks when Giannis is just he's being Giannis. We the should bu- get back to Giannis. The Bucks only down forty percent of their starting five from last year are a sight to behold. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. But the thing is, no, I was going to move on. We didn't we didn't finish talking about Giannis. Like forty seven points. What's this tab? Forty seven points. He only had two rebounds. Oh, I'm looking at the first quarter. Yeah, he had nine. Excuse me. Yep, 47.9 uh, rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block, four turnovers, which is whatever. It's not as bad as uh, a player we're going to get to later. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it, it was an absolutely dominant performance. It's, uh, his body language when he hit that one three, uh, that pull-up three over AD, and he's just like Ooh, sort of like, man. come on. He's oh, like, man. This was a statement. This was a statement by Giannis. Giannis is not humble, by the way. Giannis is grounded. For a suit, it's like the same as Steph, right? And I remember, I forget who said this. So it might have been Clay. I think it was someone on his team. But he was like, You take the shots that he takes, you're not humble. You can't be humble. Like, there's there's levels. Like, to an extent, yeah. Giannis is a great person. Don't get me wrong. But Giannis clearly had something to prove in this game. And I think it was a little bit of the AD discourse, which we've dismissed as just bunk. For a long time now. If you if you think that AD is on the same level of Gian- as Giannis, you do not watch basketball and you need to admit it to yourself. The NBA top 75 voters are, are going to be upset at you for that, Rohan. That's um, fine. Or at least some of them. Also the losing. I think, I think he's been upset about that too. And I think it was like a doubling cumulative effect of like, we are not losing this game. And I am proving that nobody in this game is close to me. No disrespect to he's kind of is disrespecting Drew and Chris, right? Like no one's um, this is this has been so hard. <laughs> like jeez, man. Okay, um, but speak. Can we say speaking of Chris now? Is there more yeah, Giannis? Yes. Yeah, that is the best four for twelve game I've probably ever seen. Like it's just you. You go first, but a masterful Chris Middleton game. Given the line. It's it's one of those things where it's like you don't really miss it until it's gone. And it's just like, my goodness, he's such a calming force when handling the ball and like the pick and roll. He I I was writing about this in the stocks. He's he's the best pick and roll ball handler on the team, right? It's no question. Yeah, it's no, no question. question at all. And it's just it's so silky smooth. He knows exactly where his spots are. He gets to those without any trouble. And he just knocks down, like he wasn't knocking down the shots, but even if he's not knocking down the shots, he's making crisp passes, 
Sometimes they go a little awry. We've seen that in years past, but he's gotten better at it. He's gotten so much better at it. And that's because I, God, I can't believe I'm taking shots at him. Uh, he, he, like the lead ball handler on this team for a while was Eric Bledsoe. So he had to become the lead ball handler. He had to learn how to become more of a point forward rather than just like, rather than just like a wing, a scoring wing. He has to be sort of a point guard in that respect. He's learned that he's molded over the years. He's honed in on his craft and it's just, it's so soothing. It's so soothing. It's such a soothing presence time. Listen, you don't not, not to take anything away from Giannis who was great. Chris enabled that game from Giannis because nobody on the team was able to run those pick and rolls, like you said. And the the getting to Giannis was the most important part. He made Chris was spraying passes all over. He was finding Giannis through defenders at angles I could not comprehend. Chris Edwards was zero turnovers. He was throwing some wild passes in the lane and finding Giannis and getting Giannis moving toward the rim in advantageous situations one-on-one or one-on-zero, like when DeAndre Jordan was in the game. And it's like, it's just over. It's over. We've, we've said this for how many years? All you need to do is get Giannis moving toward the rim, and it's over. It's, it doesn't matter. You can't stop that. You cannot defend that. And we saw it. We saw how easy it is for these guys. Now that they've leaned into like the default possession, when you're not drawing up a play, when you're not playing too random, is, okay, Chris Giannis pick and roll. If they don't collapse everything into the paint, Giannis scores or Chris scores. If they do, somebody shoots an open three, and those are the only options. It's still not guardable. Like, even with Chris, again, the first game back from COVID, played 30 minutes. Like, you could tell Chris, too, was like, we're not losing. Like, put me back in there. And he looked good, I think, except for the shooting. And I just think it didn't even look like it's conditioned to me. It just looked like rust. I mean, first game in a couple weeks. Yeah, he's missed 10 games. Like. Yeah. So I, I thought that was totally normal. Best, highest, or second highest plus minus on the team. We'll get to someone else later. Um, but I just thought he looked so comfortable and it enabled Giannis to do so much more. And also, like quietly, having another big, <laughs> having a Trevor Ariza like big wing really helps them with rotations because you can see, like, We'll get to number 37 at some point later, too. They were able to just excise his minutes and just and they didn't even they didn't even play Bobby that much late in the game, but they were like, Chris and Pat can handle it. And they did. That was enough size. So I think that's a really positive sign moving forward, too. This is this is why we're so high on Pat being a four. It's because of the switchability, the versatility on defense. That's mo it's not about the offensive end. It's about no. the defensive end. And Chris is Chris is exemplifying that. It's just it's that's the Chris role that Pat has sort of filled uh, over the over the past couple of years now. It's this is weird. I was thinking about this. This has been it's been a couple of years now. This is year four of the yeah. Bud era. Yeah, that's insane. It feels like it's gone by in the blink of an eye. But this is a year four. Wild. Wing, Wing University is back. By the way, Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. That's true. Pat's the best graduate ever. I'm sorry, Damari Carroll. But it's Pat now. Like Pat is the esteemed. Is Pat better than Damari Carroll? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Adam McGee, get mad. I don't care. Pat is better. (laughs) Take it, Hal Greer. Is that the guy you were upset about? I pulled him in 2K Diamond, by the way. Congrats. Thank you. Um, I have not pulled anyone in 2K ever. But last game, I don't want to get into it. Um, 
even if Pat and Chris are just like both three and a half, I think you can still cobble to get 3.5 instead of a four. I meant like positionally, not out yes. of anything. Um, I think it can still work. I would like to see Chris size up more and sometimes and play bigger, but it wasn't really an issue tonight. And also like a bad shooting, like let's just bounce around to some guys. We're not going to talk a whole lot about a bad shooting night from Grayson. He didn't close, which I didn't like. I think he has proven he can shoot his way out of a bad shooting night. Like, what was it? The end of the Celtics game? Celtics game. Yeah, like he was bad that game for most of it, and then he just wasn't. Like I trust. And then him. he just hits like a double step back three to tie the game and send it to OT. He like Pat. I think he is also nails. Not to that extent yet, but I think he is. But Grayson has eight rebounds in this game. Uh, Drew pulls down six, which was nice. Bobby only has five. George Hill pulls down nine. So I do think. I don't even want to call it. That's a where all of Westbrook's rebounds went. They went to George Hill. <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't even want to call it a silver lining because the the situation sucks so bad. But if there is anything positive about the Brook Lopez extended absence, I do think some of the perimeter guys are learning to cope without him. And if that makes the team 5% better at rebounding in the non-Lopez minutes in a playoff series, that could help. Even if Lopez is playing a lot, it could help because we saw them get out. We don't know that, Ty. Tell us something, Bucks. But yeah, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. But um, we don't. But he, we saw this in the last run. Like, even sometimes when he was out there, but especially when he sat, they would lose boards that they had no business losing. So this could be the rare – again, I'm not spinning this as a positive by any means. It does look to me, though, that they're they're starting to figure it out a bit. I don't think they're getting demolished as much on the boards, yeah. although the Lakers do play a little smaller. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> – <laughs> this team is this team isn't good, man. This Lakers team. They have a million centers. They they started AD at center this game finally. I know this they've been starting in the last couple of games at center, but like they they started DeAndre Jordan to start the year, and it's like, oh, they play big, but they still get demolished on the boards. Like, what's the point of playing big if you're not even gonna be playing big? Whatever. We're done. There's we, a, we don't need to there's a scary alternate universe where they never give Mark Gasol's minutes away to Andre Drummond for no reason. And he stays there, and they're much better this season. Although, they probably would have given his minutes to one of DeAndre Jordan or Dwight anyway. Oh, yeah. I Just whichever free agent is signing there is, is getting there. Marcus Even though Saul. Marcus All signed come, there is free agent. Marcus All, come to Milwaukee, by the way. Yes, please. Uh, please. Yes, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it at this point. Um, okay. Where should I, we go? Where, I, think, I think we have two bummers. Yes, let's get let's talk. Uh, let's get it over. Let, with. Let's get let's get it right into it. Let's talk about Drew Holland. Okay, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I wish I wanted to rip the band-aid off of the other one because it, it's worse for me, but we can do this first. <laughs> Why do you think I chose the one I, I know, chose? That? I know. <laughs> Drew Holiday. I love the guy. But what on earth are you doing on offense, man? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, You're getting the ball taken away from you by Kent Bazemore, Russell Westbrook in crunch time. And not only that, you're missing layups. Like it's like the, what's the saying? Like hundred, like thousand dollar move, one cent finish or something oh, like that. I like that. Yeah. Well, I don't it's like, like that, he, but. It's like he has like a beautiful spin. He gets great positioning and then he just bricks a layup. That happened like five times this game. What is he? Three of 13 from the field. One of six from three. He attempts the second most threes on the team behind Pat and tied with uh, tied with Chris. Not great. This is a trend that we've been seeing recently. Not even a trend. It's just been a thing ever yeah. since Drew Holiday has been a buck. It's just he's not. He's not an offensive player. Well, here's the thing. He can be, though. That's the thing. He can be. He he gets to the right spots. He just misses the gimmies. And then he'll try to take, like, massive step-back threes that sometimes go down, like Game 7 in Brooklyn. Let's say that. He's missing everything. And then he's taking step-back threes to tie the game. And it's like, oh, my God. Thank you, Drew Holiday. But, like, what on earth is going on here? Just make your layups, my guy. But also, what do you do? Go to Pat's school. Go to what Pat did over the summer. <laughs> Pat finishing over 70% of his layups is such a wild number that it's it's just incredible. But it might have dropped. I think he was 0 for 1. I think he missed against AD at the rim. Um, the thing with Drew, I honestly think it's his approach more than anything that's off. Like, you're right. He always does this. He always, if he's cold, if he misses a bunny layup, He's like, feels like he has to like, it's like, honestly, when I get mad when I'm playing a video game and it's like, no way, like, I'm just going to take every shot now until like this goes right. It's just not the right approach. Like when Chris and Giannis are healthy, especially, there's just no need. You don't need to shoot yourself out of a slump. Like that's not your primary role on the team. That's not necessary. I mean, some offense is necessary from Drew. Not all of these threes. And he is he is the most likely buck to take seven god-awful threes for no reason. Early in the shot clock, not running any offense, just like take a three, take a three. The missed layups, I don't even know if I can be upset at the attempt like a little bit. If you've missed five layups and you missed number six, it is maybe like maybe just don't even do that. But also at a certain level – you kind of have to attempt layups if they're there. If you can't, you're kind of just unplayable offensively. Drew did have uh, eight assists, six rebounds, four steals. He's but a fantastic playmaker. Fantastic yeah. playmaker. Some, yes, some mind-boggling decisions tossed in there oftentimes. It's just like it's like he just has these games where he's just trying to do way too much all over. Like, do you want to know? He's played, he's played nine games this season, right? Yeah. How many how many times have you shot over 50% from the field? Two. Yes. Whoa, nailed it. 
Yes. Can you guess which two games? Um, Brooklyn. Yes. And I don't know if I can guess Boston. No, it was his first two games of the season. Oh, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, his he missed the he missed the game in Miami, and then he he went to six a nice six and nine from the field in San that's Antonio. Nice. Uh, his last uh, his last uh, seven games here. 37.5, and then what was he today? Uh, 30, 23.1. Yeah, it's been abysmal. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> I've, I've seen speculation out there that he like came back too early from the, the ankle slash heel injuries because they were down so many players. One, I don't think I buy it because like – they're down so many bigs forever, and they just won't sign one. So I don't know if they would rush Drew Holiday back. And Justin Robinson has kind of held his own. I, he played better than some other players, on, at least one on the Bucks tonight. Probably two, honestly. Or he would have, I should say. Um, but I, I don't know if I buy that. And it's like it's been several games now. Like if you need to sit, sit. But you just can't be playing offense like this. Like – if you're going to miss some layups, miss some layups. I mean, you shouldn't, but if you have to, it's the threes that kills me. Like, it's just, you can just see that he's trying to, honestly. I, think, I, almost, trust, I almost trust him more on a three than a layup at this point. Well, it's just like, he probably makes him at the same clip, so why not take the extra point, I guess. But it's the the way he takes them. If, if you miss an open catch-and-shoot corner three, that's one thing. This like setback early in the shot clock when I'm one. For He'll do 10. it in transition. It's awful. It's well, see, awful. He did it. He did it a couple times in Atlanta. He did it in Boston in crunch time. It was just like it's bad. What, what's going on here? Like you're down three. He has Grayson trailing on the left wing, I believe, in Boston, and he just takes a he takes a step back in transition at the top of the key. Thankfully, they get the offensive rebound, which leads to the Grayson Allen three. But it's like. What, what what's going on here? Like he's such a smart player, such a smart player. I don't understand it. I really don't. And I'm not like I'm not super worried about it, right? Like this isn't like a cause for panic or anything because we just saw them win a title with Drew Holiday not being much of anything on offense. We saw that like that happened just a few months ago. It's just it's just a little worrying. How about that? Yeah, it, it definitely is. Like. I, I think he's going to snap out of it. I think it's just like a cold spell, but it is one of those things where it's just like, it's just so, just ugly to watch. Like it's just bad basketball. It's uh, it's it's definitely not something that uh, we would expect from the third option on offense. Is he the third option right now on offense? He, he's definitely taking shots. Like, well, he's freezing out Grayson Allen, so he might have to be. He won't yeah. pass to Grayson Allen. Have you noticed this? Yes. Every fast break, like every player, really. It's like Grayson Allen, wide open, and Drew's just like, no thanks. I got actually, let me take this three off the dribble, and that's gonna be better. I, I don't understand it, but I'm not a big fan. Yeah. It's um Yeah, let's just stay with worrying. Uh do we have anything else to talk about Drew Holiday? Like we, we we're not saying he's a bad offensive player. Like I mentioned earlier, good playmaker, can see the floor really well, still a great defender. He's still really, really good. It's just like, make your layups. If he made his layups, we wouldn't be worrying about this. Really. Yeah, but... Just, just just make your layups. Yeah, that would be nice. You know who didn't 
make a make a layup today. Uh, uh, it wasn't even a layup. It was a it was a dunk attempt that sort of went around. Anything, literally anything, and you're correct. Uh, no, but do you, do you know what play I'm talking about specifically? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, big man Shemi Ojale, or should I say, complete opposite of a big man Shemi Ojale. <laughs> Ataya, I see the floor. Number 37, I had two proclamations on this podcast. One I forgot to say earlier. I hedged it last time. Pat Cotterton, elite role player. Put it on the board. Elite, he said it. He I'm said here. it. I'm here. Elite role player, Pat Cotterton. Elite. I, I have no qualms. I have no qualms with saying that. My other proclamation, I'm not even going to utter number 37's name. I'm so disgusted. I flipped around entirely. I've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, to quote the great Stephen A. Smith. Had an all-time rant about KD and the Nets today that I very much enjoyed. But I did not enjoy watching number 37. Listen, you like it's like it's almost the opposite is true. You miss some threes. I get it. It happens. Not a great shooter. Supposed to be a serviceable shooter. Haven't even gotten that, but not a great shooter. If you're going to go 0 for 3 in a random game, I understand. A dunk? An open dunk? A push shot from four feet away? And worst of all, he has the audacity to miss a dunk, and then he tries to post someone up? What? What? He tries to take a pulse fade. Was that, was that Pat else? Ewing? Was that Pat Ewing who said, when did you work on that shot? When yep. did you work on that shot? Number 37. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> He took he took a post fade when Giannis said Russell Westbrook. <laughs> he took more shots in this game than Grayson Allen. I'm sickened. And the worst part about the Drew not passing to Grayson thing, he passed it to Chef number 37, five possessions in a row. Anyone else? Pass to anyone else. Like literally, it was a close game at half or whatever. I think it was before halftime. Because like number 37. Just blew like five straight possessions. It was incomprehensible. I think he had some turnover. One turn. No, he had no turnovers somehow. The shots were basically turnovers. I, I've really, I've tried to stay the course. I Even early in this game, you know, he misses some sort of a floater. And I was like, okay, okay, it's all right. It's okay. And then I lost it. I lost the dunk. And then the post up really just like one thing to try and fail. Another to just do the wrong thing and also try and fail. It's he doesn't he doesn't know where he's supposed to be on either end of the court and even when the ball somehow finds him he still doesn't know what to do. I dropped my phone I'm so rattled. <laughs> he does he doesn't know what to do. He's clogging lanes on the offensive end. <laughs> he's getting he's 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 held up better than I expected defensively. I'll give him that. He's been good uh, there, yeah. He's been, yeah. Um but just <laughs> What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just, I, I'm, I'm out of things to say about what he's doing on the offensive end. Like, it's just, it's a joke at this point. This man uh, was, I'm not, uh, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah, I'll do it. Why not? Uh, this man supposedly could run better uh, dunker spot offense yeah, and yeah. shoot yeah, and yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah. He could be better around the rim. Yep. He could also be a good shooter. Yep. Who said that time yep. better than Thanasis? Can Can you tell me who be... made this broad dec- uh, proclamation? I think that was... easily dismissed. Dismissed the idea entirely. Think, I mean, I, Thanasis didn't make any shots in this game either. Uh, in fairness, Thanasis but... would have done better. 
I, I don't disagree at all. I'm not going to argue. I, today, tonight of all nights, I'm not going to argue you on that. <laughs> uh, mini victory lap. I'll take a bigger one later if I need to. I'm not, um, I'm not selling my stock, and I'll tell you why. Why? It's not because I'm a believer. It's because the value is too low, and at this point, I'd rather just ride it off on the 10% chance number 37 turns it around and, and gets – name respect privileges on the pod again, then sell it. Also, still is shooting a better percentage from three than Thanasis. That's fine. Number thirty seven. He, he takes much less volume. I, absolutely, he does. Uh, number 37 is 14th out of 15. TA is 15th out of 15 <laughs> on the team. So I don't know how much the difference matters. But <laughs> Thanasis is the opposite of the Drew and number 37 problem of like t- – Thanasis is like – when when the team is real around him, like occasionally he'll try to dunk on someone, but otherwise he is just like, I'll just finish. I'll just be in the dunker spot. I'll finish a dunk. I like that about I'll him. I'll try to set guys up with screens, you know? I will. I'll, I'll, I'll try, I will, try to run some nice DHOs. I will run through someone's jersey for absolutely no reason on defense. I, on defense is where he, he strays. Some of the steals he goes yes. for are bad. But um, enough about TA, who did not play in this game, who's had a very nice season. Travesty. I wrote about it in the stock, my stock he recap did. piece. He's had a nice season. He's subscribe to the Substack, please. But he's better than I expected. But number thirty-seven, the opposite of that. I'm this deeply is, uh, disappointed. Hey, I will say, props to you for owning up to it. You have to. I mean, come on. Yeah, people are tweeting. You don't have to. You see a lot of people That's on the true. internet never That's owning true. up to their mistakes. So even no. though it should be expected, I'm proud of you, Todd. No, I mean, it's, listen. You just have to sometimes get on the pod and go, I'm taking the L so far. It's early. It is early. And like I said, I'm not selling because it's not even pennies on the dollar. It's penny on the dollar at this point. But uh, I'm going to hang in there. I don't think he should have played 20 – or no, he didn't. 14 minutes in this game. but Still got up seven shots. <laughs> just disgusting. I mean, they, they, why is he being passed to? At some point – you have to be like, I'm just not – just freeze him out. He's not helping. They won't do I that. Know, let it fly, Ty. I know, let exactly. it fly. Play random. Nothing is more random than number 37 <laughs> taking one shot every two minutes. <laughs> he he told, only took three shots less than Pat. Disgusting. One more than Grayson in half the minutes. They have to funnel <laughs> Grayson the basketball. I know it was a bad shooting night, but get Grayson more involved. I mean, they're funneling Chevy. It's been a bad shooting Chevy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I want to talk quickly about George Hill. Okay. Just do something. Yeah. That's all I want. Nine rebounds is nice, but 0 for 1. How many, how many, how many games has George Hill attempted three or less shots? All of them? Uh, I can check. I mean, it just feels like... And people on Twitter, I tweet, I tweet the, uh, I don't know if you saw this, the great office space gif. What exactly would you say it is you do here? And I was like, that's me to George Hill because I don't know. I know he's solid and I get that. And that's why I kept getting, oh, he's an upgrade from DJ Augustine and Jeff Teague. Yeah, sure. He's not actively harmful all the time. I, I just thought we'd see a little more impact. This is only the, uh, the second time he's taken less than three shots. Three or less? Or uh, third time, three or less. Time. I guess you know what he's had to start, so it makes sense. But it's just—I yeah. just feel it's, like uh, it. Co- like the first time was uh, Brooklyn game when Drew played. 
Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, second time was against the Knicks when I don't believe Drew played. I don't know. George George Hill's weird. He's he's a weird he's a weird player. <laughs> I, I can't believe he's averaging seven point seven points per game. And listen, and the, yeah. Here's the thing though. This is fine. This is we know this about George Hill though. This has always been the problem with George Hill that we're like, oh man, he needs to be more aggressive. But this is what we were saying when they acquired George Hill. It is, it is that is. it's it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because what no matter how much we harp about Drew Holiday and his offense, he's going to be the guy out there when it matters. Well, and I, uh, I think George closed this. He did, but that's the real value. I mean, I think the value of him is that he's so versatile. Well, I was going to say just like like steady and reliable to a fault. You know, he's like. Uh, a mid two thousands Toyota. Nobody is like, oh my god, can you believe I drive a Toyota? By that the is, way, but that is weird. I see a Toyota commercial on my TV. <laughs> we're taking over. I shouldn't have said the name of the brand because, but I needed to for the no analogy. free brand deals. No free brand deals. But, um, but it's like no one is like freaking out about it. But also, it's like you got to get to work. You know, you need solid backup point guard minutes. So I'm not even anti George Hill. I think I'm probably overstating it, but I'm just like. It's, there's just not a ton going on, which again is like the what's like that's been the problem other teams have had with him. And it's funny because my whole point was like he's not going to need to do much, and he's he's certainly not doing all that much, which is fine. But it's like he's really just like so even keeled. He's just he's just chilling out there. He's just vibing, he's, thinking about the like, ranch. He's 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 just so happy to be back on the Bucks, which yes. is a good thing. He's so happy to be back. <laughs> What if they Which trade we love. him? What if they trade him again? Honestly, he might just retire. As long as the trade goes through. He might retire. <laughs> well, they might need another playable forward. We'll see. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to look at the whole rotation right now, but Jordan Warren, not ready for this, man. That's my big Jordan Warren takeaway. He's not uh, here. No, no. He it's, a, it's hit or miss. That, exactly, that's, that's, the, that's the problem. I wouldn't say he's not here yet. I'd still say he's not used to it yet. I just He's I capable. He's capable. He's just he's not used to it. He is consistently inconsistent, and that's a problem for a contender. And I don't think it's, it's going to be a problem get for Chris out. Middleton, but we still won a title. Well, I okay, that's like come on now. I don't know. They said he's mini Chris. That he's is like Chris. that is like comparing Thanasis to Russ on offense. I don't think that's far off. I was so ready for you to say that. Um, I'm just not. I'm just going to let it go. But no, I think it's too much with him. Like, first off, he's not shooting 40% from the field or 35% from three, which would be like if that were true of what we expected of him on the other end coming in, I don't think he would play at all. Defensively, he's actually held up pretty well. It's like been the bizarro Jordan War experience. But offensively, it's not even it's it's the shooting too. Like it's all this other stuff is a lot more forgivable if he's shooting 45% from three or whatever. But like he'll randomly just throw a pass away. He's got he gets severe cases of the butterfingers. Like like it's just like sometimes it's a Which rebound. is why I think it's just jitters. I mean he's maybe just, he, maybe it is. I'm just talking about right early. now. I'm not I'm just, right now you're right. He's not ready. Right now you're right. And maybe that maybe that does change. It could. I'm not penciling him in for a playoff role. No, no, absolutely not. But at some point I mean, we can't. We're we can't gonna run right up. Now, we're gonna we're gonna are we gonna need to? 
don't think so. Giannis, Chris, it's- Drew, Brooke, hopefully, is four. Pat is five. Grayson is six. Um, Bobby Portis is like seven. George Hill is yeah. eight. So I guess not. That's eight. Yeah. Eight's pretty good. And like, I I don't understand what they're doing with Rodney Hood. Not playing him is what they're doing yeah. with Rodney Hood. Absolutely. <laughs> I. You know what? I. The defense has been a problem. I would not mind him seeing getting a shot in a game when number 37 is 0 for 5 or whatever. Like, he's shooting 40-something percent from deep. Like, he has hit his open threes. And there's some value there. I mean, like, is he that much worse on the other stuff than late-stage Corver, who I know was a smart defender but was decrepit? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Late-stage Corver was still What about still Forbes? What about Forbes? Okay, Forbes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he's not – at least he's bigger than Forbes. I know Forbes tried, and I I tried to ride on that – the bandwagon that he was better than people thought, but he's just too tiny. Hood's just too slow on defense, but he hits the threes. Do you think they're just just waiting for lingering health concerns to sort of get mm-hmm. themselves back? Because he's still working his way back from a torn Achilles that he suffered two years ago. He And he also had a different injury this year, right? What is yeah, a heel? No. Something. Like I don't that. Who knows what the Bucks injury is? It could he could have broken his arm and they said he had a heel contusion or something. Um I absolutely disgusting. My uh Bucks. my hypothesis is it's the old school like back when Pat and Dante were kind of battling for rotation minutes, it's the old school like one guy's just not gonna play for a week, so the other guys can play real rotation minutes and then we'll switch and just see what we've got in everyone. I mean, for a so while. So on that trajectory in three years, we're going to be saying Rodney Hood's jersey should be retired. Him, Wara, or number 37. Because those are the three guys who are kind of floating in that room. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think two of the... Uh, I think Rodney Hood has a better track record than the other two. He certainly does this year. Um, Wara, Wara has not been terrible. It's just the inconsistency no. kills me. Um Exactly. I, I don't know how much longer. I mean, listen, I know the defense has been solid. I know Bud loves that. They need the size and the rebounding too. Weaponize your size. I, I don't see the case for number 37 over Hood. Like I think next game, was it Friday? I think I would roll out, like give Hood that, that 15 minutes and just see how it goes. Yeah, see what happens. Who do they play on Friday? I forgot. Um, Magic? Oh, yeah, it's all bad teams for the next four. It might be. Although that Magic are kind of frisky. What are we talking about here, Ty? <laughs> they just won shooting like 40-30 splits. Franz Wagner, who I was like, I don't even know who oh, he'll, is. Oh, he'll dunk on anyone. He's, he can play. He's kind yeah. of good. And they have Mo Wagner, so Giannis might play eight minutes and get ejected. Like, this could be quite the game. But, oh, they play OKC on Friday. Excuse me. Frisky. Hey, Anthony Frisky. Davis is waking up in the middle of the night with cold sweats thinking about Darius Baisley and Mike Muscala and Derek Favors and the murderer's row of uh, Oklahoma City big men. <laughs> I just named three guys um, I would enjoy having on the Bucks. by the way. Derek Favors, Mike Muscala, and Darius Baisley? In that order, yes. From what's the order? The That's order the you worst? said, yeah, most to least. Okay, I was like, Darius Basley is not like the other. No, Mike Muscala. By the way, I was watching. Did you? Uh, Lou Dort had an insane putback dunk. He was no, on I, a Mike Muscala miss three. Yeah. That shot looked exactly like Urson's shot. 
shots. <laughs> like, the, like the shooting form. I was like, oh my God, is Ursan of the fun? And then they're like, oh, Muscala from three. I was like, wait. <laughs> Muscala really is just Ursan if he was like three inches taller or whatever. Yeah. Two, how is tall he, is Ursan? I think Ursan's like six, eight. Six nine. I think I've seen. I I can't believe six nine. Although I do, I think he's been listed at six nine. I don't know if I buy it though. He's listed at six ten. No way, six ten. <laughs> um, I he is six seven, six eight. A six. Bebo ref has him at six nine. I'm not even buying that. Hello. Ursan is a full inch taller than Chris. Yeah. Really? I guess. I, no way, six ten. I'm out on six ten. Yeah, it's definitely 6'9". Chris is listed at 6'7". Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I think they. I think when they did the more accurate measurements, I think Chris was one of the guys who lost the inch. Yeah. Hey, it's okay, Chris. You're still a baller. Yeah. Um, <laughs> simultaneous <what>? um. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think of what else we can take away from this game. Are there any other big picture things you wanted to hit? I still would like another bang. But I think yeah, I'd also like Brooke Lopez. I would, I would like that. That would be the best one available. Or Robin Lopez. You were tweeting about him announcing uh, his own buyout. I wish he didn't really. To be clear, if you missed, I don't know. I don't know who doesn't have Robin Lopez Twitter alerts on. But if you, you are actually? the one, no, of course not. Okay. Um, but <laughs> they tweeted like they pushed me out of the team. I don't know, bus. man. You had, who? Who was the player you oh, had Bismack. on Twitter? Bismack. Yeah, you had Bismack Biombo. <laughs> Twitter alerts on, and you're like, oh my god, no way I could have Robin Lopez Twitter alerts on. And then Bismack Biombo. <laughs> well, Biombo was a free agent, at least. He's um, still a free he agent. He still is a free <laughs> agent. I will tell you, I forgot I did that. And then I randomly get a notification. And it's just like, the way they show Twitter alerts, it can be hard to tell what it is. And I was like, did Bismack just at me? What is this? And I clicked on it. And I see the little badge on his profile. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Got it. I was like, well, did Bismarck uh, listen to the pod? And he like has thoughts? <laughs> like, is he going to be like, you're, you were out on me too early? Like you let people convince you too quickly? I, I don't know. He didn't tweet um, me. But yeah, Robin Lopez. Yeah, no, he tweeted, uh, they pushed me out of the team bus with $5 at Sabaros or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> is this his way of announcing a buyout? Please come to Milwaukee. Please. I mean – I mean, he's not playing for the Magic. I, no, he's not. Well, I mean, Mo Bamba, who uh, we've said this before, but he, you can't ship him with the Bucks anymore. He's he's a real guy now. Um, which I, I will say, he's he's logged eight out of nine DNPs the last nine games, and in that one game, he played seven and a half minutes. What are you doing? Just free my guy, Robin. Well, I mean, I get it from their perspective, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Mo Bamba's insane. And uh, but uh, Wendell is shooting threes us, now. Wendell's shooting 45% from three. On an insane rate as well. Yeah. Like, his three-point rate is at a career high. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's uh, it's wild. But maybe just, like, can we – you have a – there's two games in a row against the Magic at home for the Bucs. Just leave Robin Lopez with us, please. I'm down. Give Ro- – Give Robin Lopez a ring, like he deserves. They also have uh, they also have the the worst Wagner, who's pretty much a center at this point too. A lot of centers. I don't yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm out on the other Wagner. Yeah, no, I don't want him. But I'm just saying, like they have, an, even if they got rid of Rolo, they still have three centers on the team. But this is John Hammond for you. Like John Hammond is like, ooh, baby, how what's Robin Lopez's wingspan? 
Oh, we need that. They can. You know what they should do? Buy him out and sign Don. <laughs> one more, one more chance. Listen, they made Wendell work. They made Mo Bamba work. Cole Anthony's having a great season. This is Cole the re- Anthony's ratioing people on Twitter as we're recording. This is good for him. They're almost a five. They're almost dead even when he plays, which is tremendous for the Magic. Um, but this is the redemption year. John Hammond, go go for broke. Go get Don on the roster. Is he? He's playing in Israel, right? We have our Israeli correspondent. Uh, yeah, we'll have Jordan to ask Jordan. We'll have to ask Jordan about that. I'm not sure. Um, do you he's know- playing on the same team as uh, Miritich, isn't he? Or is he not? No, I- Miritich is in Spain. Yeah, of course. He can't leave Spain anymore. He's on the same team as who? I don't know. This is a lot at this point. I will say one last take, and I've been very defiant on this previously. The Mo Bamba thing has me slightly rethinking taking Marvin Bagley for salary. I still don't think I'd want to do it, but I'm thinking more about it because I thought Bamba was as washed as I think Bagley is just about. And he's good all of a sudden. So Rohan doesn't look in if you're not watching the YouTube. He doesn't look in on this. No, not really. Also, uh, on this uh, team in Israel, uh, Thon Maker, Sean Kilpatrick. Oh, Bucks uh, legend. Anthony Bennett. Cavs legend. Team's a juggernaut. Sean Kilpatrick still in his Bucks jersey in his official photo. Not as a, like, obviously not his team photo, but his Google photo. His official uh, photo. <laughs> he waved, he brought his Bucks jersey to go take the picture. Um, do we have anything else we need to talk about basketball-wise? I don't think so. I think I just want to do one. Oh, never mind. I always forget. So the real reason the Bagley thing can't work, he makes $11.3 million this year. Because he was drafted, what, two? Two. Two. So the rookie scale is actually pretty high. So it's one of those where you're either at like Dante and Pat or Brooke, and it's just like absolutely not. No way. That's really – Unless that's, they buy him out. Yeah, I suppose. That that could be the one situation. I, I, I guess I wouldn't hate it. I mean I don't love when a guy's dad is tweeting and the agent is putting out statements. Like I, I don't love that, but – Maybe it could work out. And if not, I mean, he's on a minimum. Just, like, get rid of him. But, yeah. Okay, no, we, let's do the, the contentious debate. Okay, so we we this has been something that's been uh, apparently just been a thing on Bucks Twitter for a little bit now. And I've just missed out because I'm not as online as I used to be. Uh, Goals. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, apparently, there's just this massive debate over – uh, crunchy versus creamy peanut butter. That's just, it's, it is contentious. It is a hot debate. And Ty, I already, like, spoiler alert, we're on the same team here. It shouldn't be a debate whatsoever. It really should. Like, creamy peanut butter is for children who have no it's babies. teeth. It's babies. They, it's, baby it's because they can't, they can't chew on it. Yeah. It's easy for them. We have Frank Madden showing us video evidence of his <laughs> geriatric, in his words, 13-year-old dog liking peanut, a crunchy peanut butter more than creamy. That was an act. He, he did tweet me that video. That's nice. Um, for me, I just think it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what makes food good and just underrating texture. Texture exactly. is a big part of food. That's why 
and I know this is a, a sad point of use for you, but for someone who eats like legitimate, like actual meat and the fake stuff, which I think is like good, like I think they do a good job at like the imitation hamburgers and stuff. There's just always that difference of like it's a different texture. Like it's not as good. I think even if they get the flavor as good, which they probably won't, but they try. I just don't think it'll it'll be as good of an eating experience because you know it's like you can tell like okay this is a soy patty. Like you know it's not a hamburger or whatever. Crunchy peanut butter is so satisfying. And people are saying, oh, creamy for sandwiches, crunchy for just eating, which – you know, if I done, doing? have I I've, if I done that time to time, I need a quick snack. I don't have much. I get a spoonful of peanut butter. Yes, I have. I won't say that yeah. I haven't. I don't. It's get not with some, to get with some uh, celery, some, celery and peanut butter. That's good. That's that's elite. I've just done bread. apples and peanut butter. This was me in college, real degen hours. I would sit in my lofted bed with a one dollar bag of Walmart whole wheat bread and a thing of crunchy peanut butter. And a butter knife and just sit there, slap, fold, eat. That was the way I was living back then. Thank God for my wonderful girlfriend who will not let me do stuff like that anymore. Um, I miss those days sometimes but not often. Um, those peanut butter sandwiches slap though. But the thing is, it's good on sandwiches too. Why do you not want your sandwich to have good texture? It's like that bread with the like the uh, organic grains or whatever, like the crunchy yeah. bread. That's elite bread. It uh, is. A, ba- a baked baguette with that crunch, like Panera. That's an elite bread. You don't need your sandwiches to be like tepid and limp. Like you can have a sandwich with some oomph. It's just anyway, – you're just wrong if you think creamy peanut butter is better. Like, I'm sorry. They won the Twitter poll somehow by a large margin. I'm thinking there was some vote fixing in that. There was no uh, there was no integrity to that election. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Make peanut butter but, crunchy like, again, Rohan says. <laughs> um, um, but it was <laughs> it's just like come on, it's baby food. Some baby food is good. Applesauce slaps, but Oh yeah. But it's just levels. Like even that has more texture than creamy peanut butter. It does. It's got some grittiness to it. Yeah. Creamy peanut butter is just like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like it's so dense for something that's so smooth. Yeah. It just is not. It's like, just. Uh, I don't know. I used to eat. I will say I used to eat creamy peanut butter when, when I was younger. Then I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and I was like, oh, wait, why would I eat this? So for breakfast a lot of the times, I will do a cup of oats, some frozen fruit – or sometimes like fresh, but usually like some frozen blueberries and then a big scoop of peanut butter and a little bit of agave for some natural sweetener. That's – I go. see I, big time I've time. leveled up the palate a lot. Like that's a big time move and some water of course. But the like the crunch of the crunchy peanut butter – in that dish, it ties the whole thing together because oatmeal, yeah. of course, is like a soggy thing. You get that crunch in there. It just adds a whole nother dimension. I can't believe 60 whatever percent of people – who was it? MK, MKE Kate who did the poll. Yeah, I think it was. Who was also wrong, who I respect. Yeah. Who has an all-time great pin tweet but is wrong on this one. But uh, crunchy peanut butter, it's just like – it's a whole nother level. 
And it's just like people were saying like, oh, it's creamy pe- peanut butter is better than like smoothies. Dude, no, it's not. No, no. it's not. No, like, you can have like, texture if I make, Yeah, it's like, let's say I'm coming back from the gym and I'm making like a, a smoothie. Like I'm just adding, you know, I'm adding my uh, kind of milk do I use. I have lactose free milk, even though I'm not lactose intolerant. It's like just, ultra filtered milk. We're like, in a, we're like in a health off battle at this point. You're going to win because <laughs> you're also vegetarian. But we're going blow uh, for blow. <laughs> Or we're just saying we're both healthy. How about that, Ty? It's not a competition. Sips Diet um, Coke. I mean, Diet Cola that will not be named until they send the bag. Yeah. Excuse you me. Just, you just do that. You add some You add some oats in there. You add some, uh, add some fruit. You add some peanut butter. You add a little sweetener. You add some protein powder. Like, it's good no matter if it's crunchy or not. It's good. It's really good. The nuts tie it together. Like, what are we doing here? The nuts tie it together. Rohan Kadi, 2021. I, I'm glad we got back to because I feel like some of our best choose your fighters were food. I'm oh, actually, yeah. I'm kind of glad we had a food topic to discuss. But this one is just like us just railing on people who are wrong. Do you do that? Do you do that? Do you have to do the peanut butter? We have to stir. No, I can't either. There's like that's a, like that's like uh, it's too much. I forget what it's called. Uh. There's different types. There's like almond butter too. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't do it if I have to stir. I'm not. I'm not a. Yeah. But the the creamy one looks even worse because just like layers it just looks of like, like fat. It's just like a glop. Oh yeah. At least the crunchy. There's something sitting in there. Yeah. The creamy. It's just like an ooze. It's like a flat. Ugh. Yeah. 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 It's no. like so. It's like a. I had a. I had a physics teacher in high school. This is a random tangent. Uh, who would uh, he was he was an, he was an odd fellow. He's a high school physics teacher. Um, <laughs> uh, he would just uh, he would keep things on his desk, like the front of like not his desk, like his podium at the front of the room, and just like keep them there over time to see how they degrade. Like, oh, fruit. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. see yeah. something? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> yeah. Seems like a health code violation. <laughs> Like you would keep like uh, like an orange there or something, and uh, like after a couple of years, it's just like it's like this very very hard ball. Would it be like, moldy? Uh, no, because it would it would never get exposed to anything. It wasn't sealed, but he would keep that area like super sanitized, so nothing would ever get exposed to it. I don't know how he did it. Okay, I feel but like he was one lying. Thing, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. It was there for years. How did it not uh, get moldy? I don't there's, know. There's it might. It, it probably did. It probably did get moldy. Okay. I just. It, I don't okay. remember. It's been. Okay. It's been, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm a just like years now. I'm mystified with this idea that like, oh, it won't get moldy. I'm like, I've seen things get moldy. Okay. Yeah. And he. One of the things he kept was a jar of creamy peanut butter yeah. that he just kept. It looked the same from year to year, and that's because it started off looking gross. It's that the, was the it's, entire it's thing. It's the legume version of pink slime. It's just unappeasing. <laughs> it's like uh, it looks like uh, that Nickelodeon stuff during the broadcast. That yeah, the slime. slime. Yeah, yeah. Except like way too viscous. Ugh. The viscosity is off the chain. Yeah, it's just it's not good. I'm sorry if you believe if you're if you're a self-proclaimed creamer. It's just <laughs> that's what they're calling themselves. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I think that says it all. Exactly. Are we crunchers? Um, no, we're we're team chunky. Hashtag. Team oh, chunky. I like that a lot. I like that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Better. It's uh, 
there was there are some people who are clarifying whether it's a crunchy versus chunky. I was like, that's that's a battle we can fight after we win the war, you know. And like, that crunchy has, that maybe has to be semantics, doesn't it? It is semantics. What's crunchy? Chunky? Like, a different it's level technically of crunchy. No, it's just like whatever you call it. Okay. It's okay. technically crunchy, but team chunky is much better brand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rant over, I think. It's like the gif jif thing where some people are just wrong. Yeah. But they act like, like jif creamy, creamy peanut butter. Exactly. Like wrong. That? Yeah, I did. That yeah. was good. That was good. It's also gif, by the way, for you degenerates. Yeah, right? it's gif. And I, oh, the founder says, I don't care what the founder says. The founder didn't invent the English language. James Naismith had uh, bottoms at the bottom of the barrels, like or baskets. The baskets, the peach baskets. Obviously, yeah. Like the like the founders aren't always right about everything. We live in America. This should be apparent. (laughs) Not all of us, to be clear. Not all of us. We have a lot of international listeners, so not all. Oh yeah, yeah. Us, us. We live in America. I think the founders. I think. I think honestly, that's probably a pretty universal experience. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) That the founders of whatever country you're listening from did not get it all right. I have yet to see the country where they're like, actually, everything's been great the whole time. Sealand. I was also thinking Sealand, but it's not technically a country. It's also, not. You're right. Also, no, there was a kidnapping. Wait, what? You got to Google Sealand after Hold this. Up. Yeah, it Sealand. Is, oh no! It's also like it was a. How do you have a kidnapping? I, it's, it's a ship. There's like literally <laughs> ten total people involved in Sealand, and there was a helicopter kidnapping. Oh my god! It was a hostage situation. Yeah, if you've never googled Sealand, you're welcome. This it was I, part of a war. Like well, a battle? I, yeah, I mean, sort of. Someone did get to shot. To recapture the fort? What the yeah, heck? Yeah. I will say, if you get this excited about Sealand. So Sealand is a micro-nation. It's literally an old radar outpost, I think, or some sort of World War II defense thing just outside, just in, formerly in international waters in Britain, no longer as of current day, which kind of messed up the whole Sealand thing. I'm not reading this off a sheet, by the way. I just know this much about Sealand. This is the kind of demented person I am that I just have the Sealand whole history on Deckington. <laughs> but um, there's a whole Micronations page on like Wikipedia. The rest are all super boring comparatively. It's like they found a spot in contested Middle Eastern desert and they were there for a couple days and they were like, this actually is trash. And they left before a war happened and like a sinking ship and stuff. And most of them are not that good. Summer, okay. Sealand, 10 out of 10. Sealand, even though, yeah, it has its problems. Like the smallest technically recognized countries in the world are what? Number one, Vatican City? Vatican City, right? yeah. Yeah, it's got Vatican be. City, Monaco. Yeah. Oh, that's one too. Yep. Yeah. See, I'm not saying Sealand is good. I'm saying the story. It's a good Wikipedia. Yeah, 100%. Dive. 100%. No, yeah. I'm just trying to think of the founders thing. This is probably not something we should talk about. Uh, <laughs> there's none. There's zero. No, there's, there's absolutely none. There's zero. There's zero. I'm sorry if you're listening in Liechtenstein or whatever. Uh, I'm still not buying it, man. Countries were founded when... No, no, 100%. 100%. People, you're right. people had different ideas about a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Those guys did not... No, 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 no. They were, they were, they were not right. Um... All right. Well, now that you got yeah. your shot at Liechtenstein, <laughs> I think we can wrap. If you're listening to this from Liechtenstein, Let's see, tweet how many, me. How many Liechtenstein listeners? Do, how many Liechtenstonians do we have? Is that what they're called? No, absolutely not. I have no idea. They might be. It's it's certainly not that. 
Um, yeah, Monaco seems pretty cool. It's all the rich people, right? Yeah, it's, I'm sure there's nothing morally wrong there. That's usually I never recipe. said there was. <laughs> usually a recipe for uh, wonderful Andorra ethics. is really small. Andorra is right between like Spain and Portugal, right? Maybe I think so. That's not sure. Geography. We're pro- I'm probably embarrassing myself. I fun fact in uh, in third grade or fourth grade, I I won my school's geography beat. I wish we had those. We didn't yeah. have those at um, the school. Here, here's the thing. This is this is my weirdest flex of all time, and I'm not sure how many people have actually stuck around to listen to this. But uh, uh, I I I demolished the competition so much that they technically they were following like national guidelines for rules. And I was so far ahead of second place that they wouldn't even like advance to like the final round. So it would be me versus me. So they had to break the rules to let other people participate. Wow. So they, you were literally like Kareem. Like they were like, yeah. we can't, we can't let people dunk. Anymore. I was the, I was the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of fourth grade geography. Or That's third impressive. grade geography. That's something to hang your head on. I think I'm hoping to do more important things to hang my head. That's tough. <laughs> That's going to be tough. It will be. It will be. I'm looking. Um, I'm, I'm pulling up our countries. Okay. Well, we have a lot this year. Um, nine. Oh, from, I thought you were going to say from Lichtenstein. No, nine, ninety-six total countries. Hey, shout out! No, seriously, shout out to everyone who's listening to this uh, international. Is it? It's, it's incredible. It's, it starts with L I C, right? Lichtenstein. Uh, L I E. Oh, hold on. No, no, Dang. no, Lichtenstein. So we didn't offend anyone. There are thirty-two unknown, so it's it's possible. It's possible. But no, like seriously, shout out. It's, it takes a different level of dedication to keep up with a team when you have to be like on an opposite sleep schedule to really keep up with the team. So shout out to you guys. We hear all about it from Adam. Uh, he won't stop talking about how much he commits to it. So. <laughs> there are thir- 30 countries this year, actually not even all of this year, like the last half of the year, that have listened at least 50 times. So, hey, that's yeah, awesome. In some of these, it's probably like one person who's been downloading every episode. So if you're the guy in Japan or St. Lucia, shout out to you. We appreciate yeah, tweet you. us. Tweet us. If we want to know. We want to recognize you. The, the, country, the, the country of Jordan, which may just be listening for Jordan Tresky. We, we don't know. If you're, if you're from the... Namesake? If you're from my homeland of India, let us know. <laughs> 255. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a good. That's good. Yeah, shout out to India. Uh, but yeah, no, like seriously, like let us know. It's it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. Shout out to you guys for your dedication. Uh, I think we should probably. Yeah, yeah, we got. Uh, <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening to this episode of the stuff. This is why I did the plugs up top because we usually devolve and it's like if people turn <laughs> tune out to not hear the plugs. This is why we're going to do it. But I'm going to plug everything again. Make sure you're subscribed on your podcast platform of choice. Subscribe to the Substack gspn.substack.com. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Eurostep Podcast Network on YouTube. Again, make sure you leave a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. Only five stars. We got one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you leave a five-star rating, we will read it out. Ty, give us a review here. So the the most latest one, the most recent one, I should say. So leave one now. You can be on the next episode. If you go Apple Podcasts right now, five-star or iTunes on your computer, I think you can do it there. Um, yeah, Andy eighty four from Australia, the great, hey. the great land down under, an absolute ripper of a podcast. 
And I know this is a good thing because, of course, five stars from Andy. Hey, boys. Been listening to the podcast religiously since stumbling onto it last season while searching for any Bucks content I could find in Australia to listen to whilst working or on the drive and only have things to say about it. And they're not all good, but he only has things. Uh, every one of the hosts adds their own unique spark and they bounce off each other so well. They provide a balanced evaluation on all things Bucks and couldn't recommend the podcast enough. Andrew, Sydney, Australia. I think for obvious reasons, we probably are not the number one Bucks podcast in Australia anymore currently, but we appreciate all of our Australian listeners nonetheless. Number two, our number two country in uh, listeners. So shout out to Australia. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Shout out to the NBL getting their season started recently. Yeah, shout out to Chase Buford. A lot. Yeah, Chase Buford, Sydney Kings making his debut. Uh, but yeah, um, make sure you leave a five-star review so you can get it read out. Uh, just like, that was, that was a, such a nice review. Thank you for that. Really, we appreciate that a lot. I mean, it does mean a lot to us. It really does. Uh, yeah, make sure you uh, do everything I asked you to do the last two times I said it. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.